0: Welcome to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson. Kirsten and her guests are here to help you stop struggling with your own self-acceptance and teach you how to love yourself unconditionally. Now, here's Kirsten.
1: Welcome to Freedom for Humans, where we talk about the ways in which we as humans can free ourselves from suffering by practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion for ourselves. I'm Kirsten Johansson, your host. And happy Thanksgiving Eve to all of you who are going to be um, celebrating Thanksgiving. And um, as we head into the holidays, which is always a really interesting time of year. Um, And so that brings us to our topic, which I want to get right into because we have a very interesting topic and a fun guest today. I'm going to tell you a bit about her and then um, introduce her. Uh, My guest today is Dr. Frida Birnbaum, Ph.D., She is a research psychologist and psychoanalytic therapist in Saddle River, New Jersey, and the award winning author of Life Begins at 60 A New View of Motherhood, Marriage, and Reinventing Ourselves, and What Price Power, an in depth study of the professional woman in a relationship. An expert on topics such as family dynamics, parenthood, relationships, addiction, anxiety, and depression. Dr. Frida is a seasoned media personality and commentator who is adept at discerning the psychological underpinnings of current issues and parsing out the psychological profiles of various newsmakers, politicians, celebrities, criminals, etc. Notably, Dr. Frida is the oldest woman in America to give birth to twins. I don't know if we're going to get to that today, but that's, ooh, right. that's, <laughs> that's another topic. I know, uh, the mother of five, her youngest sons were born when she was 60, Yikes. Lending, <laughs> lending her a unique perspective on issues related to parenting and the empowerment of women at any age. And you can learn more about Dr. Frida at www.drfrida.com. Dr. Frida, welcome to Freedom for
2: Humans. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
1: It's wonderful to have you. And I know that is not our topic today. My goodness, you had twins at 60. I did, and it was great. And they
2: are 16 years old now, so don't add up the math here. And uh, (laughs) they're six feet tall, Uh, so uh, that doesn't make them good or bad. I'm just saying, describing to you. Yes. Uh, So they're delightful, and they've been just fun and easy uh, and happy kids and good grades. Oh, wonderful.
1: Fun, easy, happy, good grades, tall. I mean good looking. I'm blessed. Come on. Good people. Any, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't. Well, particularly if you're gonna have them at sixty, I'm glad you got a couple of what you're characterizing. I don't have any children, so it all looks hard to me, but I'm 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 glad you got what you're characterizing as a couple of easy ones.
2: It's never too late. Women are living longer, younger age is not something that is a factor. It's who you are personally, the passion, the parenting that you have, uh, and your energy. So that's Mm. what it's really all about. Uh, I'm going to live long enough to see them through into adulthood. Uh, and, uh, I'm happy that, uh, I was able to make my own decision not based on society. And really, it's, it's society has to catch up with what's going on today. We have to catch up on who women are, what their ages are. People don't tell their ages. Women today look fabulous, 20 years younger. But we don't know that. They don't tell you. It's a secret. Their weight, their age, and what else? How much they make? I how don't much know.
1: money they make and, and, how how often money they have, and how often they have sex. I think those are the oh, things. Oh, sex, that's
2: but, whatever. that We can't talk about it all. Forget that. So, yeah, so there's a lot of things still up in the air that we have to get comfortable because the more we talk about it, the more of a voice we have uh, and the more power we have over who we are and what we do.
1: Agreed. I I used to put a lot of energy into trying not to age, trying to, you know, be youthful and all these things. And once I stopped doing that and just embraced my age and embraced aging and. Um, you look
2: like you're 30. You don't have one line on your face. Well, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You must be doing the right thing.
1: Well, I did a lot of stuff, Dr. Frida. I did a lot of stuff. I had lots of need. What did you neat- do? Well. <laughs> goodness. I had surgeries. I had oh, injections. You did? Oh, lasers, peels. It looks
2: so natural. You, well,
1: thank you. They,
2: it's so natural because some women look so made up in plastic, uh, but you look so natural.
1: Well, thank you. I've, I actually gave up all of that a couple of years ago. And I do look a lot more natural now than I did. There was a time when I could not even smile. I couldn't move my, yeah, I couldn't move my face. I, yeah, I couldn't even smile because I was more uh, concerned with not aging or looking like I wasn't aging or maintaining this weird sense that we're valuable, you know, when we're youthful, those kinds of things. I was more concerned with that than with looking worked. Um, And so I definitely looked worked, but I was okay with it because I was But but it's not a
2: compliment because women look older- when they look so fixed up, I'd rather look good for my age than somebody who looks like they had a lot of work done. You know, it's not a compliment really.
1: No, so, no, you, it it wasn't. I was chasing, I was chasing something that is really can't be found. Um, truly be.
2: inner yeah. happiness is the only thing yes. that can really make. And that's when you have that glow and that's when you have that confidence and that's what draws people towards you, not a perfect face without a line. I mean, I have lines, so I must have a lot of people drawn towards me. But, you know, it's it's something that uh, defines who you are, really. And mm-hmm. if everybody looks the same, it's boring. It you know, is. the minute I'm thinking of you're talking to me, the Kardashians, it's such a turn on. It's like a censor to me uh, because they have the wrong image for young women uh, what, uh, you're supposed to represent. They don't look natural. I always say they should have a, you know, what do they pump themselves collagen tank in their rooms and just keep pumping themselves up with that stuff (laughs) because they need a lot. They use a lot of it.
1: And it is an unreachable standard. I think when you put the, um, you know, the, the, um, procedures with the body, The procedures with the face and then the um, filtering, Um, all the different filtering that's possible in terms of posting on social media and stuff. You know, the women that are following them and wanting to achieve something like that look, it's what you're seeing is not even real.
2: And it works against them because then when you do see them, let's say you go on a date and they filter (laughs) everything. Mm-hmm. I had a patient who had went on a date, and he said he saw this woman who was shorter, heavier, older than her right. picture, mm-hmm. and he walked out on her. He excused himself and went to the men's room, never came back. I guess I didn't do a good job uh, with his therapy for him to do to do this, but uh, it's really very sad that we have to go to that extent of competing with ourselves. And you know what? Men think that these women are high maintenance and they're turned off anyway. They don't want to have to keep up all uh, these expenses to make them happy. Uh, Things have changed. I mean, uh, even with having children today, it's changed. Uh, You know, in vitro, okay, that's fine. Having live-in help, uh, having all these accessibilities, that's also something that's changed in the way we uh, perform our uh, activities so we have to look perfect, we can't get any kind of stressors in our way, even when you have children. Uh, what else is next? You know and it's interesting we're talking about the holidays and those are the this is this is supposed to be the happiest time and mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the most stressful time. Now I'm Jewish <laughs> and I'm still stressed about this. I don't have to run out and get <laughs> gifts. but you know, I can feel it. I can mm-hmm. feel the tension and it's not even Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is what? What's today, Tuesday? In two days, you know?
1: Tomorrow, I think, is Thanksgiving, yes? No,
2: tomorrow is, is not. Is... Today's Wednesday? Right, yeah, right. Today's Wednesday. Today yes. is Wednesday. Tomorrow. So I better get that turkey out there <laughs> and put Are that you... Tur- Are you having turkey tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm a okay. typical person with turkey. How boring is that? But I don't know. I think that it's something that uh, sort of uh, is a comfort. Uh, and uh, I don't eat ham. So what else is there right. to make? You know casseroles. To me, that's boring. Is turkey so exciting? Not really, but I think it's the side dishes that are
1: yes, right. You
2: know the exciting part that of people it. get if excited. It, they're exciting? Who knows? To me, it's like oh my god, I can't wait to get it over with. Just that you know, I don't want all that food. I really don't.
1: Is it? A, are you having it at your house, or are you going? I'm to having
2: home? it at my house. I'm having it with my family. I'm going to have my sons, my twins cook in the morning because I think cooking is really the most part the most fun. Everyone's gonna make a side dish and one of the twins uh was reading about this. I didn't know that he was interested in even how to make the turkey. so I said, okay, you make the turkey. I bought a huge turkey so it's probably gonna end up on the floor. I don't know what's gonna happen to that one uh, but yeah, I think that's the most fun. You know to me the most fun about the holiday is of course uh getting together so. Cooking in the kitchen, making a mess is who cares, and going for that walk. But usually it's a walk afterwards and say, oh, my God, I'm not going to sit again and look at each other again. Please let me get out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> please. So I say, let's take a walk. But everyone's walking, so I don't have to face it and I don't have to think of conversation of, of what to talk about Uh I, if I could, I would just hike and walk and just have some picnic somewhere. That would be uh, ah, my kind of fun. But, that you know, would be a great right deal. It's true. And, you know, when we talked about being single and who's single, I think being single uh, really it has the most pressure on you because people ask questions Are you seeing anybody? Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so that was Are one you... of the things I wanted yeah. to ask you about today. Yeah. Um, because our topic, the social trap of the engagement season. So just for our listeners, let me give you just a quick, um, little bit of statistics. And then I want to ask you about that very thing that you just brought up. Um, okay. So this statistics I'm looking at here, 40% of proposals in the U S take place in the two and a half months between Thanksgiving and Valentine's day. So we are on the precipice of engagement season. The most popular days to get engaged in 2022 were Christmas day. Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. Wow, as if there wasn't um a lot going on already. So there that is a lot in the Zeitgeist. There's going to be a lot of sort of relationship talk and potentially engagements happening. And so, let's say you are a single person and you're having to feel the are you seeing anyone? why aren't you seeing anyone? Are you on the apps? What, how is it going? Uh oh, what do you have some uh, suggestions for how a single person can navigate the season? You know, yeah. it's like,
2: what's wrong with you? I think right. the best navigation is to get it to exit. Say, excuse me, I'll be right back. <laughs> get, get a stiff drink and then talk to somebody else altogether. Forget to come back. I think that's about the best way to eliminated. You know, people are critical, really. Yeah. They want you where they are. Not that that where they are is the best place to be either. It's like playing hooky in school and your friend is with you. It's always comforting that somebody else is in trouble too. You know, it takes the, the pressure off of themselves. Uh, they are really uh, trying to uh, project a certain kind of image. But who's to say that being married or in a relationship is better than being single. Uh, But then again, you know, when you're talking about uh, people getting married and engaged and, uh, you know, New Year's day, Christmas day, whenever it is, uh, the people who do it actually do that for that reason. So they don't have to prove themselves to to anyone. You know, it's also called seasonal. Uh, uh, connecting that they do it for the season. They don't get married. Mm. They connect for the season. Oh, they, they hook up, and then after the season's over, goodbye. At the the party's over. I mean, that's pretty rotten too, because uh, people have emotions and they connect to one another. But there is a loneliness uh, of being alone during the holidays, mm-hmm. and there's an excitement in the air. As I said, I'm I'm excited. I don't know for what, but I'm excited, <laughs> and uh, you know, there's an excitement there that you want to participate with the couples, the parties, uh, the family dinners, uh, just being entertained, uh, going somewhere uh, to share it uh, with somebody. So that pressure uh, is really on to have a partner in life. Uh, so. Having a monogamy with somebody mm-hmm. is something that we've had for years and years. But here's the catch, you know, 50% of couples end up in divorce. Right. So how does it really work? How well, you know, is this something that we're pushing, we're pushing people towards, but what are they going towards? Is there an exit door somewhere quickly that they'll be leaving? Uh, and how quickly uh, will that be? So- Really, the question should be uh, What are you doing that's interesting? Are are you looking forward to something, or where are you going, and how how have you been? Mm -hmm. Uh, Things like that, because that's what really makes uh, experiences uh, sometimes being in a toxic situation, especially for women, depending on someone and being disappointed and being subservient is really the worst place they can go. And often, the people that are asking them this. Are in those places, but mm-hmm. they don't know any better because that past generation maybe had no choice. Maybe women were not financially independent, didn't have careers, and didn't have have the opportunities. So they're looking at it from a different perspective. Uh, really, uh, what we look we have to look at ourselves: Are we happy? And by the way, as I'm saying this, I'm really realizing it. The happier you the happier I was, the more I met somebody, the less I needed somebody, mm-hmm. the more that person was right there, because you project a certain feeling, you're not needy, you're not on the hunt, uh they don't get uh, f- uh, the feeling that they're going to be trapped. So really, it's about happiness and finding your own inner goal, and then the rest, I uh, should be just an addition uh, to who you are already not a goal that you're set because you can be very disappointed, especially men, uh, a relationship is part of who they are and women, a relationship is all of who they are. Mm -hmm. When that relationship falls, they really fumble uh, and men uh, just have other diverse, uh, important areas for themselves. They have hobbies more than women. Uh, They're very committed to their career. Uh, They're committed to the things that they enjoy doing, uh, with or without the relationship. I'm not saying they don't want a relationship, but they're not so hooked into it, and they're not in such pain uh, as women are. So that's uh, another thing when they pe- when people are asking you, uh, "So are you still single?" You should say, "Yes, happily so." Mm-hmm. Are yes. you Are you happily married? <laughs> Let's look at it that way. <laughs>
1: Yes, we're coming up on a break, but I want to, when we come back, I kind of want to open that, that topic a bit, which is this idea that being married or in a committed relationship is uh, a measure of success. And that can be a little bit confusing because just being in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean it's successful. It just harder. It just means it's, it's happening.
2: It's happening. You have to be there for the other person as well.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Freedom for Humans, and we will be right back with Dr. Birnbaum.
3: voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts
0: are you tired of overeating overspending drinking too much or being in relationships that drain you do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness you don't have to live this way you can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at GiraffeTangoOctopus.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and I'm here with Dr. Frida Byrne and we're talking about the social trap of the engagement season. And uh, one of the things that I was thinking about um, when I was preparing to talk with you today is this idea of a successful relationship. Um, And sometimes people will use longevity um, as the measure. And then, you know, I I hear and come in contact with a, a good number of people who are in a long-term marriage or relationship, but they're very clearly extremely unhappy. And when um, we talk about, you know, why they're still in that relationship, often one of the things that comes up is, oh, I just can't bear the thought of starting over. So they're staying in something that they're not happy in. They've been in it a long time. That might be characterized as successful, and then those as you mentioned before the very people who might be saying well are you in a relationship why aren't you in a relationship don't you want to be in a don't you want to be married no
2: <laughs> what would they do with that my god be so upset they think that you have some kind of disease what's wrong with her mentally you know she's deranged or something what do you mean you don't want to be married the ultimate high What's wrong with you? You're really missing out on everything there is in life. You know, it reminds me of somebody I knew. I was walking with her and she says, oh, yeah. She complained about her husband during the whole walk. And then she says, yeah, divorce is too messy. And I'm thinking, what about the marriage? Isn't the marriage messy? It's you're giving your life to something because the divorce itself is too messy. Or I had a patient the other day said to me, well, who's going to get all the furniture? I said, who cares about the furniture? (laughs) You know, where am I going to live? Live in a little uh, apartment, a little studio somewhere. Who cares? So we got, we're so deranged, as you're saying, about, you know, what that means and what happiness is, is connected to being with possibly the wrong abusive person and vice versa. It doesn't have to be one male, female, whatever that is. Uh, we have to, We have to prove something to other people. Yeah, it's like having a certain income. What mm-hmm. if you don't want to work so hard? You know, the millennials are very smart. They don't really want to work as hard. The, right. uh, time is their asset. You know, duh, you know, the baby boomers didn't think that way, but they're right. I'd rather have time in my backyard than work, work away all the, all the days and just go on a plane trip somewhere once a year. What for? What for? So mm-hmm. yes, it's a different way of thinking. But the people that are asking want you to be in their corner so they can feel good about themselves. Otherwise, guess what? They'll have to question where they are. They don't want to do that. They'd rather Mm -hmm. look at you and say, you know, what's going on with you? And as another interesting thing, it'd be good to flip it around before you even answer that. Well, what's going on with you? I'm really curious. Put them on the spot. You know, (laughs) what are you doing with yourself uh, since I saw you last. And so it's, it's just interesting that, uh, it really has nothing to do with you. It has to do with how they end up eventually feeling about themselves Mm -hmm. and what it means. Look, you know, I give people credit for getting a divorce because I think it's very hard. It It, it really is. It is
1: is very hard. Divorce is hard. Mm -hmm.
2: divorce is hard it's a lot of turmoil a lot of pain a lot of conflict Mm
1: -hmm. you have to
2: go through these changes as i said you know i've been married for a while so it's comfortable and then you break away that comfort zone of you know of that given where you're living who you're living with all that is falling apart yes and you have to start all over so i give a lot of credit because people people do stay in bad marriages just for convenience sake
1: well, it yeah as a divorced person, um I probably was in that marriage. We were together 17 years and I was probably in it about 5 years longer than the they really than I than I should have been, than the love really existed, than I was happy. Um but the conflict was so intense when there was any attempt to talk about separating and then I would think about the complexity of separating. And the fact that I didn't have somebody who was going to work with me on that. So it all just felt like a massive row, like just it was all going to be such a massive fight that I would kind of put it off. I would go back into the the day to day and and time marches on. I mean, but right. So you,
2: know, you cannot be a social worker. You have to really think about um, the fact that uh, you are going to. um You're going to, I'm sorry, uh, you're going to have to take care of yourself. It's very difficult not to be there for that person who is in pain. But in the long run, the real question is, are you going to give up your life? Are you going to uh, be miserable to make that other person happy? Uh, So you have to go into a, a situation for yourself where you have to know boundaries, the importance of who you are the importance of getting your needs met and whatever that is if you don't have a feeling if you feel you there's no fit you can't ask that other person what they that person thinks because they may not even agree with you and then you're going to get more confused stay with the moment see where you are who were you before you, you were with this person have you changed have you uh become depressed or do people say you look different or you're acting different uh is this person you're with narcissistic is it all about them you have to re-evaluate what this relationship do you tiptoe around it to to make that person less volatile uh is that what you're going to do the rest of your life put your energy into that instead of yourself and it's interesting because women after they have uh, a relationship that ends they go out and fulfill themselves and men after a relationship that ends, they go out and look for a new relationship. A new relationship because yeah. each one is fulfilling what they didn't have. Uh, as children, uh, we have been uh, positioned for the male to go out and find uh, himself and a woman to uh, take care of. So as adults, mm-hmm. uh, we try to make up for what we didn't get. So that's uh, usually what happens. But there are ways, you know, there are ways to prevent all this stuff, that people go to therapy um, after they have problems? What about Mm -hmm. looking at uh, situations that could actually happen and knowing what to look for? What do you think uh, the biggest deal breaker in a marriage is? The biggest reason why people get a divorce? Mm. What, What do you think it is?
1: I'm gonna guess. Well, I have a couple of things in my brain. I'm going to guess um, either money, uh, children, or intimacy issues. I would guess some, some, one, mm-hmm. maybe one of those.
2: It is. It's money. Money, money. is the biggest factor. How to spend yeah. it? Should you save it to fix a house, travel? Uh, how much do you put in for expenses, and how much does each person get? Is it according to how much they make, or is it equal? They're confused about all that. Uh, And uh, the next thing is about how to respond to the people you care. How often do you see your in-laws or your parents? Mm. And uh, yes, that's a big factor. Do you want to live close to them or do you want to live far away? That's something else. And if you have a combined uh, family of of children, uh, then that's again another issue. Uh, How do you deal with it? Are you able to say something if they're not your children or or is it that you have Hmm. separate activities or do you all have the same activities? And what about your exes? How often do you see them? Can you see them alone? Or can you see the opposite sex person uh, from your past or from your place of work? Those things create a lot of jealousy and problems too. Uh, Some people, believe it or not, don't even believe in monogamy. So what does that mean? uh people assume you should not assume and what about infidelity that's something else that is uh not uh spoken about it's a given well don't be so sure that that person (laughs) right just because it's.
1: (laughs) oh
2: (laughs) Oh, there you go see at least i know what i'm talking about you do
1: well i i i kill my husband it's been a long and i've been married a long time you've been married a long time well in my in i had a long term relationship after the marriage and um for so i had this i was with the person i married for 17 years and then i didn't take a break in between so everyone i'm just going to do a little psa <laughs> uh if you're when, when you get out of a lengthy marriage or or a lengthy relationship i'm going to say maybe take a break uh i did ah. not I did not do that. Um, I really did not take a break to really look at myself and heal and do what you mentioned earlier, which is to, you really know yourself and be complete and whole so that when you are out and about, or, you know, you have a, a potential to be in a relationship that you're not filling a void, like you're not filling anything. You're adding something to your life, but you're not filling a hole percent right. That's well, exactly I had right. a big old hole, and so I didn't, which I didn't know. I didn't really understand where the hole came from. And as you mentioned, it kind of you know it starts when you're, yeah, um, in in childhood, typically. And so, um, well into the relationship, like eleven years in, I found out there had been some pretty extensive um, infidelity. You and, didn't
2: know till then.
1: I did not know until then. And I how did you only... find
2: out? Can oh, I ask you?
1: Oh, oh, Dr. Frida. What? Yes. You can ask me. It's it is so
2: <laughs> At least you're laughing. I mean, okay, that's oh, a good I'm thing. Laughing.
1: Listen, I you you just can't you cannot lose your sense of humor in this human life. What's a so, choice. Um I'm sitting in Malaysia at the very beginning of a lengthy vacation. Every year we would take a lengthy vacation to some this new This is country. with a person from Malaysia? Um, No, this is with my partner who I was in the long, no, this is the long-term partner. We're at 11 years. I'm just scrolling on my phone. I, somebody connected with me on Instagram that I didn't know, but I'm I'm pretty indiscriminate about that. I'm just sort of like, you know, friends with everybody kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I navigated to her page, um, but I did. What did she, she originally contacted you? She just um, sent me a follow request on Instagram. How stupid Um, is that? Well, it wasn't the person he was with. It was. Oh. So I go to her page um, and I see a picture of him, Uh my partner with another woman. And she's kind of in between his like, it's like, he's like sitting on a bar stool kind of, Mm -hmm. and she's in between his legs pressed up against his chest. And they both have these big, what look like intoxicated uh, grins on their faces. And the hashtag, Dr. Frida, so in love, so in love, so in love. And I'm like, you know, my heart is pounding. The blood, the blood is rushing in my ears. I'm all in this moment thinking, okay, my, my entire life is, my entire life is about to change. It's changing right now. And, you know, he denied and all of that. And I contacted the poster and, Um, I said, you know, there's, we don't know each other. There's no reason for you to tell me, but you know, I'm on this lengthy vacation with my partner of 11 years. And you might imagine that I was shocked to see this photo of him with another woman. And if there's any information you can give me, I would, I would be grateful. And basically she just said, Oh my God, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is my friend. I was happy for her that she was in a relationship. She came to visit me on the East coast. And I, I just posted the photo because I was happy for her. Wow, yeah, otherwise i don't how know stupid
2: what... is she knowing that he's in a long term relationship and taking a picture, and how stupid is he to do well, something this, like this? you know well, this
1: is the thing um it you know, it had been going on for a number of years, and um there were some other photos that i that I found. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Oh, my point. I was like, what is where do we start that because it's
2: interesting because people are listening and you know their worst fear. Yes. Their worst fear, yeah, is having someone that they think they love and care about, yes, with somebody else and saying uh-huh. this is my love. That's, so to hear your response and your reaction and you here sit, sitting here smiling is they would like to know what to do.
1: Yes. Well, I have healed. I, I have healed. I was not smiling for quite some time. I would um, kill
2: him. I'd go over it there. It was
1: very, very traumatizing. So one of the things that he said, we were having, you know, one of the arguments that we had while we were sort of hashing out what in the world was going on and how long and blah, blah. Um, he literally said the words to me, well, I never actually told you I wouldn't cheat on you. see your point so that was the whole thing that triggered this in my mind is that you you believe you are both in the same relationship yes but if you don't talk about things in detail even things that you don't think you should have to talk about or you feel like you can assume that the other person is on the same page as you I have found that not to be true, that like you are saying, talking about what's important to you in these major areas that tend to cause conflict for people before you get married. You have no choice, you know, it's not a
2: given. And I saw when I was talking, I saw your face and I said, all right, I hit a nerve over there because she's responding to it. Yes. And you know, what's interesting also now is that, right, if you want a divorce, Uh, Being unfaithful doesn't matter anymore.
1: Right.
2: It it used to matter about getting the kids and all that stuff. No, Uh, you can do whatever you want to do. So there's no protection here about uh, having uh, a relationship that you can count on anymore. And then people aren't living, aren't getting married either. So that's another thing. You could just walk out the door without a license. So there's many ways of being hurt. Uh, And not a given, but your story is just amazing, because the one thing you didn't think of asking was the one thing that would break you guys up that seemed to be obvious to you and to him. I mean, what what was he thinking? Was he what (laughs) was he thinking he could get away with it or was he thinking it's okay? I, I, I would love to ask this guy right there. What were you thinking? What were you, what were you were you going to break up and then see this other person? Were you going to see both of them? What were you going to do here? Uh, mm-hmm. But he probably thought he wasn't going to be found out,
1: and he was just going to go along. I think I think probably um, yeah. He also characterized his choices with that other person as recreation, recreation, um, yeah, which was pretty owie. Uh, to my little spirit and I be f- felt for the other woman too, to be. That's what happens with recreation categorized that way. It um, becomes a relationship. Mm, boy.
2: I had a man, I was taking a walk down the street. This is all I have time for. So take a walk. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I have belonged to a gym. I don't have time for the gym either. I'm sorry. Just so somebody say, saying to me, Oh, you are, you're a, a therapist. Are you? A... I said, yes. He says, I want to talk to you. I have something. To, I'd like to come see you. So I bring him into my office. I give him my card, and uh, I shouldn't have. I should have waited till we had a session. He's saying, "Yeah, I'm seeing another woman, and I'm married, but uh, I'm a man, and that's natural." Well, uh, not not really. And so I told him what I really thought. He never came back, uh, but I, you know, the truth is, being a man today. Um, And having values of the 50s, that's out the window. It used to be that a man would bring all his excitement uh, into the family, into the home, and the woman would be home washing dishes or whatever. But today it's changed. Both people are bringing excitement. Uh, Both people are living their lives. Uh, It's equal. Uh, Both people have something to offer. So to stray uh, is somebody who's not stable, who's not able to take uh, advantage of where they are. And, you know, when you do that once, that's not going to be the only time. Whenever there's anything that they want to feel enticed about or in conflict about or whatever, it's not going to be a big deal. So what are they going to do? They're going to keep breaking up uh, relationships. So that person you're talking about, is very unhealthy, needs a lot of therapy. I don't know what the his uh, stability was as a child with his parents, uh, but he definitely uh, has issues. If he was in a long-term, stable, healthy relationship, he can't maintain that healthy t- side of himself. So mm-hmm. this that's too, too bad because people often take a lifetime to find the right person, and they're very grateful for it. Uh, He couldn't handle it. He wasn't up to it, really. So, uh, yeah, I feel bad for him. Uh, We need to know that first you have to be healthy in order to meet somebody healthy. And then you have to know what it is that healthy is. Uh, And as you said, don't take anything for granted. Infidelity. And you think that that was the number one thing on the list, why people get a divorce. But the reason it's not the number one is because people really don't do it that often. They don't cheat on their uh, partners that often. But money becomes much Uh. more prominent. So it's not that it's not a deal breaker. It is. Mm -hmm. But people are smart enough. Look, there are beautiful people out there uh, that entice. And there are beautiful people that uh, you can have fantasies with. So you have fantasies. You're a human being. Uh, and they're out there, and it's airbrushed or whatever they are. Uh, so that's that's okay. But to act on it is something that's not only dangerous. Uh, it's something that you're saying what is important, and you don't have the opportunity to work through. Maybe you need to vacation more with your partner. Maybe you need to communicate more. One of the one reasons people are unfaithful is not for the sex itself, but for communications. Hmm. They don't feel there's that connection. They don't feel understood. Uh, they feel that, although I'm thinking go to a therapist, but whatever, uh, they, they feel that somebody else uh, will be more on their page of whoever they're supposed to be. So getting to a place of having a relationship, you need to know exactly who you are, what you want, and what you what you expect uh, out of uh, experiences that you're going to have. And sometimes the smallest experience can really set you off. So when I was
1: uh, engaged,
2: Peter, yes.
1: Can you hold that thought? I went, okay. Sure. So- because we need to take a quick break
2: i'm holding
0: it
1: no okay so hold that story about your engagement you're listening to freedom for humans and we will be right back
3: enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you.
0: Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way you can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness coach kirsten johansen is here to guide you book your free discovery session today at giraffe dot have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy
3: It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley.
0: you're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and we're back with Dr. Frida Uh, talking about the social trap of the engagement season. And you were just getting ready to tell us um, a story about your engagement.
2: So my deal breaker, and it's good for everyone to know what their deal breaker is. Uh, uh, You know, infidelity is something that's a silent deal breaker, and people uh, should bring that up too. But my my deal breaker uh, was to be able to uh, have my parents uh, taken care of. And that means that I um, wanted my husband to uh, take them vacations with us uh, for us to see them during the holidays. My parents are uh, uh, Holocaust survivors, mm-hmm. immigrants to this country, uh, broken accents, and I always felt an obligation to take care of them. So uh, that was one thing that he needed to do for me. Uh, that would make me happy, because that's where my happiness came from. Uh, And then again, uh, he needed to know that uh, when I'm happy, he'll be happy. Because when you're in a good relationship, making that other person uh, the the front, the forerunner of, of what's important to you is the best way you can get back all your needs it's the best way. So with that in mind, with that in mind when you think of something, you don't have to think of any of the topics I spoke about. You can think of your own. Mm-hmm. This was for me important and we ended up actually getting a place quote for us in Florida but it was really for them. I didn't tell my husband and they ended up staying there most of the time. I have no regrets. I right, would send the money every week. I have no regrets. Uh, my husband didn't know about it. They weren't his parents. He's an American Jew, and it's different. He comes from a successful home. He didn't know what it meant, what what you know, not having meant. Mm. So I didn't share it with him. So sometimes in a relationship, you can't share everything. You have to keep a little bit information for yourself. I'm not saying go out and have affairs, but I'm saying you know, if you buy that. Uh, makeup, or if you have your hair done, he doesn't know how much I spend on my hair. He'd say you're crazy, not that I have to have it done tomorrow, but he'd say you're crazy, What, whatever. I'm fortunate I don't have to ask him for money. But still, uh, to keep a little bit uh, of what you're doing for yourself, and it makes the relationship more interesting too, because uh, it's almost as if uh, this part of me, there's still a mystery there yeah. to, that you need to know about. It it makes it less mundane. So there's that excitement of having separate activities, separate careers, some separate friendships Mm -hmm. that who you are becomes a different kind of person. You know that when you talk to a different person, your personality changes. Um, And it, it enables you to have another part of you fulfilled. So You bring that back to the relationship you have, and it makes it more interesting because it used to be in the 50s that couples were intertwined like this. And now they're more like this. They bring excitement towards each other. uh, So it's something to look forward to when you have that kind of rapport. And because of that, and not in your case, because this guy that you were with was really a little bit off, uh, to say the least, a little mental, I think. (laughs) That's not, and that's putting it mildly. He was, he was out of his mind. Let's put it that way. So, but basically, uh, you know, you have that excitement to look forward to at the end of the day, uh, rather than having somebody who's waiting for you. So we all need those differences, uh, different parts of yourself connected to uh, one another. And then when you you look forward, to your future, it's helping the other person. If one person wants to work towards something, you support that person's success, uh, helping them go to school or whatever, or take turns uh, with your careers. Uh, promoting each other is very important to the success of a relationship, because a relationship should not stay stagnant. A relationship should be one where there's Always growth, you know, the, you see these older couples sitting on the couch on the on cable talking about how they met, and yes, how cute that is, yes. well, yeah, it's cute, and I was think, okay, they're you know, all right, they're the same people, this is I loved her then, I love her now, I'm happy. But how boring, are they the same people on that couch? Uh, Let's get with the program and let's keep evolving and changing because that's what makes a relationship interesting. You don't want to be that same person on that couch. You want to be somebody different. You want to have new heights to achieve. And so it makes the relationship richer. It makes your own life richer. It gives you confidence and it gives you uh, something to strive for. A uh, passion has to do with the energy energy you're using uh, to strive for something out there uh, that's true to who you are, separate than the relationship. The relationship isn't, uh, you know, like Barbie or whatever. I didn't see the movie. But somebody who's saying, oh, my whole life I wanted to get married and have children. I'm saying, oh, my God, please put me in a cage or something. I don't want that. So, No. So we have to look forward to uh, what is it that we wanted to do? What is it that we dare to do? Conquering our fears. Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Because look, it's wonderful to have children, but you weren't put in this world to be represent someone else. You're put in this world to represent yourself and to be daring uh, to take on challenges, to make changes in your life, and then go ahead and see where well, that leads you because one step takes you to another step. Step, How exciting is that? How exciting is it to reach your goals and to see where you could go? Because as people get older, their biggest regret is not having tried. So that's really what it's all about. It's not about proving yourself to your aunt and uncle, whoever they are, or uh, going ahead and quickly uh, saying that you will support somebody who's with you that's dysfunctional and put up in a bad relationship because uh, you don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, they're hurting your feelings. So going back to yourself and not being that social worker uh, and being able to say, "Hmm, let's see, where was I when I was a child? What is it that I wanted to do? Oh, I wanted to be in the media. But my father, Frida's father said, don't go in the media. You're not going to know what to say. Don't do it," he said to me. So, and my mother used to say, "Oh, go being in the media. Well, that's like being a prostitute. Don't do that. People will look down at you. Become a teacher." So, all these things that kept me away from who I was uh, was even made me even more determined mm-hmm. to go in the direction that represented me. So I just want to tell the people that are listening that all the voices around you mean nothing, really. And if you want to make friends, don't worry. They're going to find something wrong with you anyway because the reality is the more successful you become, the more critical people become. So either way, they're going to be critical of you, but at the end, you'll be left with yourself. And that's really your last laugh of, where you are and who you are. And if a marriage gets in the way, if a relationship gets in the way, if a friend gets in the way, if a relative gets in the way, whoever gets in the way, they're not there for you. I mean, did you ever talk to somebody and when you stopped talking to them, you didn't feel so great about yourself? That's because something happened. I can guarantee you that they said or did that didn't make you feel good. So remember if you feel good when you're with someone, that's because they're there for you, and vice versa, that they're not. So, pick, uh, you know, be uh, selective. Uh, make sure that you have standards, uh, and make sure that those standards are not about having approval, but having approval within yourself of having a direction. It's always finding a path for yourself that's healthy. And when you're pulled off that path, get right back on to that path. And the only one knows, it's like driving a car. Once I was driving and my husband took the wheel, and he says, oh, make a left. And we got into an accident. Everyone knows their own timing of how they have to drive their own life, how they have to nag- navigate uh, their own life. And nobody else has that timing. It's like print uh, fingerprints. You know, everyone has a different fingerprint. And that's the only way you'll be fulfilled, really. And that's
1: on right. that note, what I'm so sorry to uncle. interrupt you, Dr. Forget Frida. About what so they're sick. going to
2: tell you. They're not going to tell you
1: anything that's, that
2: helped yeah. them in any way.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Frida. We're out of time. You can find out more about Dr. Frida at drfrida.com. It's been lovely to have you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Single, married, love yourself, free yourself, be yourself, and dance your own tango.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope we have helped you learn to love yourself unconditionally and accept and celebrate everything that makes you, you. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. And in the meantime, dance your own tango.